Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on with you? How's everything? Uh, it's going well, brother. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Coast to Coast with a 2K. Um, with my with my co-host here, Brian, aka Beyond 716. And uh the offseason is in I, I think this is the most wonderful time of the football year. Um I mean, obviously, outside of you know the playoffs and, and you know. Outside mm-hmm. of the playoffs, this is like the best. Um, you know, the off season is really in full swing now. We got the combine starting up. Um, the bills are the bills are the bills have been active. They've been busy. Uh, the caps going up. Um, mm-hmm. It's just been a it's just been a very uh, it's been a very good week for us. 
Giants, man. Honestly, leading up to this uh, 2024 season, this has been a pretty good week. Um, how do you feel so far? I'm feeling good. Uh, we did get some pleasant news about the salary cap in terms of being able to retain some of the players that we spoke so much about, like Daquan Jones, uh, as a prime example, that Brandon Bean is going to have at his disposal to be able to retain. I, I don't believe this means the Bills are going to go on a shopping spree in unrestricted free agency in, in terms of the top maybe 30 players or so, but if this gives us that ability to keep an AJ Epineza, to keep a Daquan Jones, I, I don't think this will enable Gabe Davis to, to stick around with the Buffalo Bills. I think the fact that other teams are just going to have that cap room is going to enable them to overspend even more for Gabe Davis. So not to say Gabe Davis isn't a guy I wouldn't like to have back, but of course, you know, we know there's a price point that Brandon Bean's going to stick to, and I just don't think it, that's going to be a match at all. Yeah, I don't want Gabe Davis back. Yeah, there's there's Probably there's too many riches in this draft that that we could we're gonna go over plenty that I believe we can absolutely replace him if not upgrade. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, so let let's 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 immediately uh, I guess get into the combine. Um, so this. Uh, Obviously, you know, the combine starts this week. Uh, I have to look up the schedule, but I believe, let me see, combine schedule. Mm -hmm. Let's see who's performing first. See who goes first. All right, so this is Saturday, the quarterbacks. All right, what what are we doing here? Um, All right, so defensive linemen and linebackers started off tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Thursday, uh, 3 p.m. Uh, then Friday, you got the uh, defensive backs and tight ends. Mm-hmm. Saturday is quarterbacks, wide receivers, and running backs. And Sunday, the old linemen. So um, Buffalo Bills, you know, obviously we're going to be paying attention on Thursday, um, Friday, and Saturday. So uh, get your popcorn. Um, get ready. Get your uh, if you're keeping a score sheet or your Excel spreadsheet, mm-hmm. uh, in, in honor of, of um, yeah, man. Uh, we, we're getting into it. Uh, first and foremost, I want to, I want to, um, definitely give a shout out. Definitely want to give a shout out to, uh, the Bills, uh, Bills Mafia, uh, Twitter uh, presence, uh, everybody who, you know, contributes on a day-to-day basis. Uh, Dale, if you're out there, we miss you. We love you, bro. Um, what happened was wrong, and we're behind you 100%. You're the That's man. Serious. You know, you're the man, bro. Like, we miss you. It's not to say without you. Um, but shout out to them, man. It's like, like, I mean, so many great people, but we can talk about that forever. Let's talk mm-hmm. about what we're looking for. We're looking at wide receivers, man. Like yep. wide receivers is the is the is the thing we're we're talking about is that we've been talking about all all off season, you know, since since the playoffs ended. But you know what the Bills did today? 
They did a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. Defensive player. They met with Johnny Newton. They mm-hmm. met with Chop Robinson. They met with Brian Murphy out of Texas. Chop Robinson's out of Penn State. Uh, Johnny Newton, uh, a.k.a. Jerzan Newton. He wants to be called Johnny. Uh, mm-hmm. Johnny, they met with him. He's he's out of Illinois. Um mm-hmm. You also met with a couple of under the radar guys. I wanna, I'm, I'm gonna pull those guys up now. I gotta get into my, my profile, my Twitter thing. Let's get into my Twitter thing real quick. Um, yeah. So they went and they talked to. All right, they talked to Peyton Wilson, uh, linebacker. I listen. Highly doubt they draft a linebacker in round one. I, I highly doubt that. But um, yeah, a, a couple of players that like I don't want to say they threw me off, but it was just like uh, I don't know. So they they went and talked to well, Peyton Wilson Wilson was one, but that mm-hmm. one was Javon Solomon. All right, Javon Solomon is a, is a uh, edge rusher out of Troy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you know how colleges like to. You know how they like to to uh, boost up their you know their their players and say this guy is is this big and he's this fast and all this other stuff and then when they go to the combine they uh or or senior bowl or whatever mm-hmm. they they don't they don't actually uh, measure up so Javon Solomon outside linebacker. Troy, uh, Troy University. Um, six feet tall, 247 pounds. I'm getting this from draft, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is what, like, six feet, 247. So you're a Bills fan. You know the Buffalo Bills have a type of edge rusher that they like. Uh, so, yeah. You know, Groot, six foot seven. Groot is six, seven, you know, 275 pounds. You know, a man child. Huge, mm-hmm. you know. Long arms, pocket pusher, disrupts everything, that type of guy. Same thing with AJ Vanessa, 6'6". When they drafted him, he was like 280. You know, he's yep. playing inside and outside of either one. Uh, pocket pusher, tall, you know, crowds the pocket, makes it very difficult for quarterbacks to sit in the pocket and throw. Um, Javon Solomon is six feet tall, right? That is not us. That's that's not what we do, right? So, no. um, and usually, you know, they like their guys a little bit bigger to stand up against the run on the edge. Uh, two forty-seven. Mm-hmm. You know, not even two fifty. Now there are. We're going to see. Allegedly, he measured in at the Senior Bowl, or he was he was supposed to be six two, two fifty. Um, we'll see what he measures in at at, at the combine. What well, we got out of Senior Bowl was six feet. 247. Mm-hmm. Uh, the school is 6'2", 250. Kind of like his, Xavier Leggett was supposed to be 6'4", 225, and he actually came into the senior bowl at 6'1", like 220. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see. But these are the measurements that, that matter. Uh, yep. His five, his hands, his hand size, 10-inch, 5 eighths. Those are mittens. Okay, those are those are mitts. He doesn't have hands here, it's mitts. Um yeah. 33, his arm length, 33 and six eighths of an inch. Like 
he can scratch his ankle standing straight up. Like the dude's got long arms. We love it. Yeah. 80-inch wingspan, love that as well. You know, and I, and that's great for defensive. Like, so why it's important for a defensive end or a defensive line when you are setting the edge, you mm-hmm. use those hands, use those long arms to keep the offensive lineman off of you, so that whichever direction the receiver or the the ball carrier wants to go, if he wants to go inside the tackle, you you can disengage, make the play. If he wants to go outside the tackle, you can disengage and set the edge, force him back towards the uh, trail defenders. But that's what they're looking at. They're looking at Troy Solomon. I, I did not have that on my bingo card. Um, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to watch them run. It's going to be interesting to see which uh, which address we ended up we end up getting. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna put we're gonna put another mock out at, at some point. Well, we're gonna put another mock out today. Uh, did I put it in here already? I think I did. I think I added it. One of my favorite edges. One of my favorite edges is uh, Braylon Trice out of Washington. Big, powerful rusher. Uh, 6'3", like 260. You know, just a straight power guy. Straight power guy. So, um, mm-hmm. that's one of my favorites. But, uh, so, what else came out of the combine so far? I mean, this and obviously this is still the early stages. Business is getting sure. done. Uh, agents are, being, are talking. So what else came out of the combine? Well, Brandon Bean was interviewed. Uh, has to be this. This literally has to be the comment of the year. Um, this definitely has to be the comment of the year. Says, well, you know, um, when you went up and got Josh, like, did you were you worried about how much you you know how much draft capital you spent? He said, well, listen, you know, we went up to get Josh. I knew it was going to go either two ways. Either one, I was going to get fired because it didn't work out, or two, nobody was going to give a shit because, <laughs> you know, he, he's that good. And we're at, we're at option yep. two because nobody cares. Like, I don't care. Everybody, mm-hmm. I don't even remember what we gave up to get Josh, but whatever. We have um, And with that being said, like, we're going into this offseason with 10 picks, into the draft, 10 – selections i highly doubt we get 10 selections in but for sure for sure um we're gonna use some of those picks to probably move up and move around um, mm-hmm. what are you looking forward to uh like just with all of this going on like you know what are your thoughts you know one of the you're right i i do agree that we are not going to have 10 picks come the end of the three day, the three day draft right i thought brandon bean made an interesting comment towards the end of his interview and that interview was great i mean how do you not love brandon bean interviews right he's 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 very straightforward he, he gives you a lot of good information there's just so many things to, to love about him but he made an interesting comment and i'm just trying to double check it but he was talking about he said i'm just going to quote brandon bean here there are still guys on the back end he's talking about the end of the draft I don't think it's going to be a complete wash. I think you're just finding that it's more fifth year, sixth year with the COVID year. There are more guys like that because a lot of guys are being enticed to go back for NIL money. I thought that was an interesting comment, Will. This is the first time we're going to see two, there's two waves going on. COVID, right? Because that, mm-hmm. that pushed some, some 
some of these guys back. Maybe they stayed in school a little bit longer because of that. And right. we're going to see the NIL factor start showing its head, maybe starting this year. So maybe does Brandon Bean move up and keep some picks on the back end, right? Where he can maybe get some of these later picks that maybe can make an impact earlier because we're trying to fill some holes because of the cap situation we're in. And maybe does he take third, fourth round picks to move up high to get, you know, maybe one of the best receivers in the draft, if not the best receiver. So I thought that was an interesting comment by Brandon Bean in terms of he may be looking to keep some of that capital. Maybe we move, maybe we do a trade up to get one of the best receivers, and maybe we do a little trade down to have some players on the back end. I mean, you you spoke so much about some of the, the talent that's available in the sixth, seventh round. Right, the Carson Steels, for example, the the, the safety from from uh, Air Force. Right, there's so many guys that are going to be there for us that can really make an impact. That I can. It's going to be interesting to see if Brand, if maybe Brandon means a guy that's going to they're going to try to exploit that or not not so much exploit it, but take advantage of the the NIL situation where you're going to see more more players that are ready to play for four years at a cheap cost to make an impact on the roster. Yeah, and 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 this is the this is the the uh this is the issue I find when when, when we're dealing with, with Buffalo when it comes to you know the 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 draft. So Brandon like Brandon Bean understands we definitely need to utilize this capital that we have. At the same time, um you've got a team or an organization that has routine has consistently over the last six, seven years, turned out really, really, really good. Um, really, really good uh, safeties, corners out of like late round picks, right? So you give me a late round guy like uh, a Dane Jackson or a, jeez, uh, I don't even know. But they like let's let's take Dane Jackson for a second. Or Christian, no, let's not even take just Dane Jackson. Christian Benford, six round pick, right? So you go mm-hmm. out and you get a six round selection. That's not a guy that's supposed to make your team. Dane Jackson's a seventh round pick. That's a guy that's supposed to like barely make the roster. Mm-hmm. Those guys are logging starter minutes, like starter mm-hmm. snaps. Dane did it in 2021 and 2022 before he got hurt. And then Christian Benford has been the starter basically since. 2022, when he after he broke his hand, he had to sit out from pretty much the rest of the year. And then 2023, he was a starter, start beginning of the season to the end of the season. Christian Bedford, starting corner, aka the soccer dad, starting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know how many teams are getting that? So yes, there's talent early. There's the Cam Kitchens. There's the Tyler Newbins. There's the Jamie Hicks. Um, but if you're Buffalo, do you look at that and say, I could take the talent, I could take the talent here and potentially turn a um I could say potentially take a uh first or second round grade safety and turn him into a monster, or I could take a sixth round guy, seventh round guy, fifth round guy, and turn him into a pro bowler, turn him into a potential, you know, a multiple all pro and mm-hmm. 
you know, utilize this other draft capital to really get aggressive and go get a guy I like a lot. Like we may end up with a situation where they go and get a Keon Coleman mm-hmm. and and get one of these, you know, top level edge rushers or defensive tackles. Like mm-hmm. you may see a situation where the Bills end up with a Keon Coleman and a Chop Robinson, and then in the third round, you know, they get a uh, Mason Smith. And then you don't see anything else until round five or, you know, you know, middle the middle of round five. And then you start seeing safety, linebacker, uh, edge, you know, edge guy that, that doesn't have a lot of production or, you know, came from a small school, but he's got all the traits that we like. So we're taking this guy and it's it's eight picks, but it's three in the first, you know, two and a half rounds, and mm-hmm. then five on the back in between rounds five and seven. Yep. But but all those guys are starters. So we took a look, right? The other day, Brian, we took a look at um at Brandon Bean's drafts over the last two seasons, right? Okay. So 2022 and uh 2023. So let's go. I, I'm gonna pull it up because I, I don't wanna I don't wanna misquote or um or be incorrect. So I'm gonna let me give me a second to pull this up. Buffalo Bills draft picks. And it, this is like when I when we looked at this, it was really it was it was kind of like like wow, you know. I mean, it was kind of like wow. Mm-hmm. Go back to twenty twenty two, right? Mm-hmm. First round pick, he takes uh, first. So first round, he takes Kyrie Elam, right? So they take Kyrie Elam, and right says, "Oh well, they reached for Kyrie. They only took him because uh, Trent McDuffie got taken by the uh, Chiefs." Uh, we'll 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 get into a little bit of them in a second. Uh, mm-hmm. We we, we got to talk about them too. But um, so they took Trent McDuffie. They jumped ahead of us. Took Trent McDuffie. Well, cool. We get Kyrie Elam. Well, Kyrie Elam's not a scheme fit. I don't know why the Bills drafted him. You go back to Kyrie Elam's first year, though. I mean, he was the highest rated corner on the team, mm-hmm. and in zone coverage, he had the most interceptions. I, I mean, he really played well his first year. So that's a quality starter. James Cook. I think James Cook was top five in uh in yards from scrimmage last year. Mm-hmm. Uh Pro Bowl Pro Bowler in his first year as the as the starter, Terrell Bernard. He should have been an all pro. I'm going to post the uh stats between him and uh somebody who made the all pro who, who made who was second team all pro. You look at the numbers and then you tell me whether or not you know this guy deserved it. But that's beyond that's beyond the point. We'll get past that. Um, fifth round, Khalil Shakir. Like, he's a dog. We we love Shakir. Yeah, uh, he's a dog. Matarazza. I mean, he didn't get a chance to play yet, but we we all expect him to be uh, a quality punter in this league. Oh yeah, uh, Christian Benford. Just talking like that, like he he's trapped <laughs> and stuff. Uh, Luke Tenuta, who's I don't even think he's on the squad anymore. And uh, Baylor Specter. So let's go through this one more time. 
Elam, Cook, Bernard, Shakir, Benford, Spectre, all guys still on the team, all guys logging snaps consistently, right? When Spectre's not hurt, he's playing. He's definitely a, he's a special team guy. He gives us quality uh, snaps at line at middle linebacker. Like he he's Shakir's a starting uh, Shakir's a starter. Bernard's a starting middle linebacker. Cooks a starter, uh, and Benford's a starter. So out of seven players, so one, two, three, four. Out of eight players selected, seven is still on, or six are six are still on the team. Five of them are starters. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. But that, that's that's actually really really good. Yep. Let's that's go to twenty twenty three. This pass drive. Dalton Kincaid, Osiris Torrance, Dorian Williams, Justin Shorter, Nick Broker, Alex Austin. Well, we know what we know what Kincaid and Torrance are. Williams, I think Williams Williams turned up in in, in the Kansas City game. Um, he's playing well for us. Uh, Justin Shorter's been hurt. I never wanted to draft a guy. You know who I wanted. I was bounding the table for Bryce Ford Wheaton. But listen, if Justin Shorter can come in here. And you know, be a red zone target, you know, be a big body receiver for, for Josh down on the field. So be it. I'm not, I'm not, you know, closed off to, to that actually happening. Nick Broker and uh Alex Austin, both second seventh round picks. Those guys got snatched off the practice squad as soon as we released them. Nick mm-hmm. Broker is on the active roster down there in uh Houston. Uh he you know played, he started some games for them. He actually was one of their uh, key reserves on the offensive line. And Alex Austin um, plays like a hybrid safety slash corner role for the uh, New England Patriots. Bro, one, two, three, four, five, six, six players drafted. Three of them are started. Three of them play on this team. Two are starters. One's a key reserve and linebacker. The other one was on IR. The other two guys are key reserves on their team, on the teams that play for now. Bean has been cooking. Mm-hmm. He really has. Bean has been cooking, man. And I mean, I wish I had my trust in trust in, uh, my, my trust in Bean. Uh, Bean and Bean, we trust her, man. I don't know where it's at. Um, By the way, Little, your uh, your sweatshirt game is strong tonight. Little Montclair State. I, I I'm like I'm liking that. That's a, that's oh a yeah, possible. the alma mater, baby. There you go. Yeah, the alma yes. mater. We, we just show some love. Show some love, baby. Gotta show love, love, show some love to the Jersey, yes, the Jersey yes, universities, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Even as a St. John's New York alum, I still love my Jersey, my Jersey university. So <laughs> yeah, man, for sure. But um, yeah, so. Uh, I said we were going to get into, like, and this is kind of some messy drama, but whatever. Like, it's mm-hmm. not, we're going to discuss it. Miko Harmon had an interview where he talked to, uh, like, uh, Ryan Clark and those guys on that podcast. And mm-hmm. he's telling them, like, yo, the Jets, like, it's a mess over there. You know, no standards, um, you know, He's 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 being sat on the bench behind guys he knows he's better than. And I remember us having conversations in Bill's spaces about like, yo, Miko Harmon might be a problem because he can stretch the field. And they never used him. 
never use them. But that's not that's not why I'm bringing it up. This man said he went and told Mahomes and, and Veach, yo, come get me. And two weeks later, they did. Mm-hmm. Sounds like tampering to me. Sure does. Sounds like tampering. I was telling Allen, the uh, KC fan, I said, yo, I need, the, I need the Chiefs to lose a draft pick or two, and I want Mahomes and Veach suspended. Mahomes <laughs> suspended yeah. for the first playoff game, and Veach suspended for the first four games of the regular season. Let's go. Uh, get get it done, Roger pick? Goodell. Get it done. Yeah. Let's let's strip him that first round pick. Let's, let's heavy fine. Yeah, heavy fine. <laughs> heavy fine. Yeah. Uh, other comments that might be viewed as kind of juicy. I and I, I'm I'm going to be honest. I love this. This is the, this is the spicy part of the season. The offseason yeah. is spicy. Everybody feels like they have a chance. Uh, yep. Sean McDermott was asked about the window, right? And he says. Uh, or the Super Bowl chances. And Sean McDermott says, it's not a matter of if we win, right? If we win a Super Bowl. It's when we win a Super Bowl. I love that. I I love it. I was blown away. I I was shocked. They said, this is Sean McDermott making this comment? This is our Sean McDermott. Not, right? This is not Joe, he channels inner Joe Namath or maybe Patrick Ewing. I mean, hopefully works out like Namath, but you know, you know what I mean? So right. I was in shock. I couldn't believe it. You know, and so Brian, when I, when I heard that, I started to think, I said, well, let me look into, let me look into this. Right. And I said, well, I went back to the Patriots and I said, okay, well, Brady, Brady went to the Super Bowl. I think like in his second year, or something like that, or no, first year, right? He came off, he immediately came in and like they they didn't they go to like the Super Bowl his first year as a starter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so yes, I looked at does. it and I said, Well, what were the Patriots doing before that? They were mm-hmm. going to the playoffs with Bledsoe. They weren't doing much. So they had a couple of years where they, they had to, they they pretty much had the team, they just were kind of missing something making their mistakes, learning on the job, and then they get mm-hmm. Brady and they just start running off championships, left yep. and right, They're running them off, right? And I think about, you know, well, what did Brady have to go through as far as, like, you know, what other great quarterbacks did he have to deal with in the NFC, I mean, at the AFC during that time? Well, it was Peyton Manning. He was no, no slouch, you know. Um, eventually... Uh, there were other guys that, that came, you know, Ben Roethlisberger was there. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I guess you could say Alex Smith. I mean, I guess you could say those guys. But, you know, there were there were some quarterbacks out there, that, you know, the Joe Flacco's and and the. Uh, you had Kurt Warner still. You had Jeff Garcia. Kurt, well, yeah. You know, but the, like those that. were NFC guys. Oh, you're I mean, right. The, as far as the AFC the Jets couldn't find a quarterback. Miami couldn't find a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Buffalo couldn't find a quarterback. Cleveland yeah. was a was a freaking mess. He um, still had Rich Rich Bengals were the end of his career. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the Bengals weren't doing anything. Denver mm-hmm. kind of was in QB purgatory as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you know yeah. the Chargers. The Chargers were all right. They got Phillip Rivers, you know, so mm-hmm. they had Breeze before that. So they were they were okay. The Raiders were, you know, they were around. 
Um, you know, the Broncos, you know, uh, the South, yeah, Tennessee was okay. Um, you know, Houston really wasn't, I don't they they really weren't alive. Uh, so the Colts were the Colts were doing their thing. I mean, that's really it though. Like he didn't really have a lot of great quarterbacks in the in the conference to deal with. And yeah. I said, okay, well, let me go look at Brady. I mean, let me uh, I looked at Brady and I said, all right, let me go look at uh let me go look at uh Mahomes. So I went to look at Mahomes and Mahomes got there in 2017. And so what were they doing before that? And he mm-hmm. got there in 2017. They went to the playoffs a few times and with Alex Smith and they lost. They won some couple of playoff games and they lost some playoff games. And you know, ultimately, Mahomes walked into a team that was that had gone through their make mistake at uh you know, making mistakes, period, and uh trying to figure it out and all of that. They got there, right? Mm-hmm. Mahomes gets in, offense is set, he jumps in, learns the offense. He's a great. He's a great player. Executes it to the high to to the highest level, right? They win a Super Bowl. So and I said to myself, I said, "Well, how does this correlate to Buffalo? How does this correlate to Cincinnati?" And I look at Cincinnati and Buffalo, and I say, "Well, what were these teams doing before? Nothing." Like Andy Dahl was going to the playoffs. They were getting bounced in the first round. They were not winning games. Buffalo couldn't find a quarterback to save their life. And when they did find one that got them to the playoffs, they scored like six points. Yeah. What was that game? Like nine, six or something like that? Did we lost? Was that 10 3 against Jacksonville when they brought it in? To try to save the game. It was bad. It was bad. But, um, I said to myself, I said, you know what? Josh walked into a mess. When he got drafted, it was a reset, like it was a real reset button, right? Mm-hmm. And and the Bengals kind of the same thing because a lot of their guys that were staples on that team, Geno Atkins, um uh, uh the Red Rocket, right? Andy Dalton, yeah. AJ Green, those who's was yep. like those guys were older. On their way out of town, like yeah, so it was. A they had some nice teams button. under Marvin Lewis, but it that was at the, after he left, right? Then, yeah, it, it kind of went. A lot of those veterans, Vontez Burfitt, you know, all those other guys, they just all kind of fell yeah. off at that point. Mm-hmm. And they hit the reset button. And I said to myself, I said, you know what? The Bills and the Bengals are both in similar situations where now the Bengals have made it to the Super Bowl. That's off to them. The Bills, we still have yet to do it. But we have gone through our mistake-making period, 13 seconds. The uh, What was the last one? The, the wide right again, right? Mm-hmm. Just injury situations over and over. We've gone through all of this. It's Now it's time, right? Uh, I think McDermott has hit his stride. I think McDermott's comfortable. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think Josh, I think Josh is going to take the offseason a little bit more serious than he has over the last couple of years. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we're getting younger at the right time. When you get younger, you get faster, you get more athletic, 
you get hurt less often. Injuries have really been the reason that we have lost uh, to the Chiefs over and over in the playoffs. So I believe, personally, this is the year. Book it. This season, this is the year. The Buffalo Bills will get it done. This is the year the Buffalo Bills get it done. You know, it, it, you know, Whittle, it, it's kind of funny. It, it The Chiefs winning gave me more confidence in, in this team. I mean, yeah. what are we talking about here, right? I, I have a good friend of mine as a Charger fan. I may have told you this. And, you know, after we lost, you know, it's the emotions of the game. He said, you realize that if it wasn't for Patrick Mahomes and, and Andy Reid, you may have two or three Super Bowls on your mantle right now, maybe at least two. We're not losing to a fly-by-night franchise, right, who has a fluky season, right, wins 13 games out of nowhere and then is never to be heard from again, right? We're losing to a dynasty, and we're barely oh. – I mean, I mean, don't, don't painfully barely. Oh. I mean, but but what I'm but I'm also trying to turn this to a positive. We're right. We're and and I think McDermott's comments really reflect that. Right back in 2020, we knew in our hearts Kansas City was the better team. Right. Yeah. I still believe this year was worse than 2021. I think we were better this year to win the Super Bowl than we were in 2021. We still may have lost to the Bengals the week after that. I know Bills fans don't want to hear this, but it's possible we may have lost that game at home to Cincinnati the way Cincinnati plays against us and the way that they were rolling that year and things were anything's possible. But I thought this season, the way this, this team evolved, right. But then the injuries got us right. Where if we would have had the health in 2021 this year, we're, we have our first Super Bowl trophy in in, in franchise history. I am 100% of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, so that, that that gives me more so confidence. Part of, I love seeing that from McDermott. I absolutely love it. Yeah, like McDermott, like he's saying it with his chest, man. Like he's he's sticking his neck out there, and I love it. Um, I I I I took a look at, you know, obviously wide receiver is the big thing, right? Um, so. They've been, you know, the the popular names have been uh, Brian Thomas Jr., Troy Franklin, uh, Keon Coleman. I feel like myself and Ben and Kush, like we're the we're the uh, we're the co- we're we're the we're the three uh, chairman of the Keon Coleman, the Buffalo fan club, man. And <laughs> yeah. today, I think we found our fourth member on. Uh, on one bills live to I uh, was watching uh, early it was er- done earlier where mm-hmm. uh, they were talking to a uh, a gentleman named Dane Brugler right okay he says uh they were talking to him they said you know well you know what do you think about buffalo and where they go at 28 and he says well you know buffalo's a really good roster they don't really have a lot of holes there's a few places that they can go obviously they go defensive end chop robinson a guy that's really highly productive in college yada 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 uh, any of those you know, defensive tackles, Byron Murphy from uh, Texas or Johnny Newton, yada, 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 perfect. They'd all fit. But they're probably not going to be available when Buffalo drafts. Then he says there's a bunch of receivers uh, that are falling that range 
And, you know, Buffalo could go, you know, any way. But Keon Coleman, he says, I think Keon Coleman's a great fit. And I've never talked to Dave Rugler before, but wouldn't you believe, would you, what do you know? He said, he said the same exact things I said about mm-hmm. Keon Coleman and why he fits in Buffalo. Two-star athlete, two-sport two, uh, two star athlete, played for Tom Izzo at Michigan State. I don't care that he didn't get a lot of time uh, on that team. It doesn't matter. He was a freshman. Freshmen usually don't get a lot of time for Tom Izzo, but he's there in practice every day. You don't get it. You don't get a jersey. You don't get. You don't get to do that if you can't play. Not for mm-hmm. Michigan State. It's one of the best programs, most historic programs in in college basketball. Um, he played at Michigan State football as well. He's great with the ball in his hands. Six foot four, legitimate. 215, 220, NBA body. Uh his testing is gonna be important, but the arms, the arm length, the ability to jump, his vertical, uh, his size, his basketball background, you know, boxing out to get rebounds, different things, like those things are what make like for a guy like him and a quarterback like Josh Allen and this offense, when you have a route technician is Stefan Diggs. You have a slot slash yak guy who, like, if you don't, if you don't grab Shakir when he catches the football, you might not get him because he is so squirmy and like elusive after he catches the football. Kincaid, effortless ca- catcher of the football, very good tight end prospect. Dawson Knox, a uh Swiss Army knife at the tight end position. James Cook, a multi-purpose running back, like. We have weapons. What we do not have is that elite level size, that elite mm-hmm. level, you know, red zone target. And that's what Keon Coleman is. He's an elite level player at that size. He can take the ball out of the air. He can go up and get it. He can make your quarterback right when he's not right. And there are times where Josh will put the ball in harm's way. This is a guy who even on those plays where Josh might be a little reckless or might be, trying a little too hard to do too much, Keon can make him right where other guys like Gabe Davis weren't able to. I love that. Yeah. I I think I, he's a I, great I fit. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. And we know how this uh this regime loves the Rad score, right? They they look for athletes, right? There's certain attributes. I mean, I, I know this is a different position. It's a long time ago, but Tony Gonzalez was also a, a double, you know, a, a multi-star. He played at Arizona College Basketball, which is another great program. And we see how how that worked out, right? His athleticism translated to the NFL. It became a Hall of Fame tight end. And Josh Allen's always been a guy that's talked about playing multiple sports growing up and how it helped him. So I, I could see definitely Brandon Bean looking in that direction you could put me on the honorary member of the of the coleman fan club as well little i'm i'm definitely there with you on that so i mean even if we got to pick the application process the application process is very easy yeah you're already in that's it you're you're in all right excellent excellent okay (laughs) wave the annual fee right so (laughs) that's it of course of course excellent excellent yeah so there's another player 
I'm sure. sorry. There's another player that we're gonna we're gonna get into really really quickly. Uh, wide receiver definitely fits the frame of 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 uh, of the of a you know the big target downfield kind of jump ball guy or you know just possession receiver. Very very uh, fluid mover. Um, not really explosive. But he's a he's a much I would say he's a much better route runner than uh than Keon Coleman is. Um and that's and that's Adonai Mitchell. Uh, guy out of uh Texas. He's the other he's the other Texas wide receiver standout. Um uh, started his career in Georgia and uh finished out finished off in Texas uh, opposite uh Xavier Worthy, you know, catch a pass from Quinn Eros. This guy I like him, but I mean, he's I like I, I like I like him. Don't get me wrong. If we ended up with AD Mitchell, I would be cool with it. I do think we need a complimentary piece to go with him, though. Um, and the complimentary piece may already be on the roster. Like y'all may not want to believe it, Bills fans, but like KJ Hamler was signed to a futures deal for a reason. He's probably gonna make the team. He's very fast. He's a fast guy. Uh, he was a good. He was a solid receiver with Denver before he got injured. So he's probably gonna make the team. I think he's and he may make the fifty three. Uh, but yep. Ad Mitchell, man, um, I'm gonna pull up his uh, his uh, his uh, car right now. There we go. We got Ad Mitchell six four. What do you got him listed at? One ninety something. One ninety something. He's he's listen. Ad Mitchell is not one ninety. He is every bit of two oh five, probably two ten. Like the dude is, the dude is big. He's he's built. He's he's built like that. So, uh, I, what do I like about Ad Mitchell? I like the radius, right? Um, you know, solid solid in size, six four. Uh, accomplished receiver. Uh, I think he got close to 100 receptions in his college career. And that's mm -hmm. pretty good when you went to Georgia and the receivers that came, I mean, like you, you're, you're sharing, you're sharing, you're sharing snaps and targets with a uh, George Pickens, uh, Lad McConkey, uh, Brock Bowers, like, you know, guys that are going to go, if they didn't go in the first or second round, like they're still very, very good. Um, mm -hmm. So you know you're sharing you're sharing targets with those guys, uh, but very productive for Texas last year. Um, reliable guy, like I I think he's I think he he's gonna add I think he's gonna add something that the Bills have been missing, which is that that elite that elite level size, uh, that possession receiver that again is gonna make your quarterback right even when he's wrong. I, I like AD Mitchell. Um, I don't like him. I I like him. I don't love him. Mm -hmm. I like him. I, I I'm not a, like not explosive, uh, so he doesn't check that for me. Um, and there's been some effort concerns based on what I from what I watched. Uh, I don't I don't know if he necessarily gives the same type of. Uh, effort on plays that he's not the primary target. So 
you know, that's just another thing to pay attention to. But listen, I think I think he's uh I think he's a good prospect. If we get him, I won't be mad. Um but let me know, Brian, what where we where are we going now, man? Is it mock is it mock time? It could be mock time. I love the, I the like you know time. I love the mock dress. You know I do, because I love your analysis on it the most. So okay. Before we get to the mock, I'm telling y'all next week, I'm gonna do a I'm probably gonna do like 20 minutes on two safety prospects. Excellent. It's gonna require me. I I really gotta look into these guys. Uh Jalen Simpson from Auburn and mm-hmm. um and uh Kenny Logan Sr. I don't know how I'm gonna get Kenny Logan. I don't know how much I'm gonna be able to get of him, but I, I will be working on that this weekend, trying to get as much as I can. Kenny Logan was not invited to the uh combine, so we will not get to see him run, we will not get to see him perform until his pro day. I will keep you guys posted on that because he is somebody I'm looking for. Listen, Kenny Logan is six foot, about six feet, almost 200 pounds. He is he is the definition of a ball hawk. Like mm-hmm. he reminds me of he reminds me of Poyer, mm-hmm. but a free safety version. Like very yeah, like oh, no 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 not Poyer. I'm sorry. He reminds me of Hyde. I just don't know if he's got the same athletic uh, ability as Micah does, but gotcha. or Micah did when Micah when Micah was in his prime. But Kenny Logan, man, like he he's got very good ball skills. Jalen Simpson's another one out of Auburn. Uh, he's a converted uh, corner, uh, com- converted to safety from corner. Listen. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about him and I'm gonna talk about ways that he can be used. We talked about this in a space today, probably about an hour and a half, for about an hour and a half, and it makes a lot of sense with where this defense has been going. It makes a lot of sense to go get a guy like Jalen Simpson, a true single high ball hawking safety. But we'll get into that next week. Yep. Let's get into this mock. This is mock number four. Let's do it. First selection, this is going to make a lot of Bills fans happy. Troy Franklin, guys. Troy Franklin. Okay. Six foot three, uh, wide receiver from Oregon. He extremely productive. Another guy, um, you know, every single year. Like, Bo Nix is who he is because of guys like this. Without Troy Franklin, Bo Nix wouldn't be sniffing the second round of the the NFL draft. And, you know, Troy Franklin slotted to go in the first round. Listen, if we get the opportunity to take him, I think we should. Uh, I love love him. I love him. Mm -hmm. I don't love him as much as I love Keon Coleman, but I I, I love Troy Franklin. His release package is crazy. I think I showed Troy Franklin stuff on here before. But if not, I'll, I'll double back next week and, and bring some stuff up. Listen, Troy Franklin's release package is nuts. He gets on that line. If you miss that jam, it's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Just tell your kick, tell your tell your kick return guy to get ready because if you miss that jam up front, it's over. He's behind yeah. you. The safety's not catching him unless you run it too high. 
he's he's like he's legit speed that like Bobby Down just say that boy can fly. Like that boy can fly. Uh six foot three again, little small in the frame, 187, uh tracks the ball very, very well. Um can make every catch over the shoulder. He's a hands catcher in space. Uh I like him. Runs Chris routes. I do like him. I don't like him as much as I like Keon Coleman, but I do like him. Um, let's move on. And plus, you know what? Before we move on, like I feel like if we don't draft Troy Franklin, he's going to end up in Baltimore, and that's terrible because mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson's not going to throw him the football. He's going to go down there. He's going to get 600 yards, 45 catches, and eight life for the next four years. So uh, <laughs> if the opportunity does not present itself to get a Keon Coleman or Brian Thomas, Troy Franklin will do. We need to save a receiver from Baltimore if we have to. Let's do it. Uh, moving on. To- you know at pick 28, you know if Coleman and Franklin are on the board, they're thinking, hmm, Josh, I can play with Josh for the next four or five years? Yeah, sign me up. Yo. And that's the thing, like, now you got me back on 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 receiver. All right. What I love about Franklin is the fact that Josh can throw the ball 70 yards flat-footed, right? Mm-hmm. He can just flick the ball. And if this guy is supposed to run in the mid-four threes, if he runs faster than that, it's almost a no-brainer at that point. You have to take him. Mm-hmm. You have to because you, you connect – Six foot three frame with that speed, Josh Allen's arm, this great offensive line that we now have, bro. <laughs> Come on, dog. We already are one of the best offenses in the league. Like now, we, you're just not now, now. This is just getting stupid. This is this is this is video game stuff at that point. If yep. you get Troy Franklin in here, but moving on, Braylon Trice. Very, very, very violent edge rusher. Uh, Trice is like six three. Um, actually, no. Let me let me not let me not mess up. I think I think Trice is six three, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. Let me get. Let me. I'll pull him up right now. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite prospects in this draft. Yeah, there we go. Braylon Trice. 6'4", 274, mm. supposed to run like a 4'7". He wow. is violent, violent. Like, I mean, he's from the snap. He is looking to punch, push, and drive the tackle into the into the backfield as far as he possibly can. I love this kid. Love him. If mm. there was a way, I don't know if he'll be there at 60, but if there is a way, that we can ma- manufacture him and, and 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 just figure out a way to get him, that he's perfect for this team. He's perfect. Mm-hmm. You give me you give me group, Trice, AJ, and Vaughn, I'm happy. You want to throw in Shaq Lawson for another year? Whatever. Braylon Trice is great against the run. He's really, really good. He's a, he's a great edge setter. Uh, violent, violent, violent pass rusher. Uses his hands very, very well to uh, punch the uh, shoulders of the, the tackle in front of him. 
And he's just drive, trying to drive guys back, man. He wins with power. We love those guys. He's built solid. He's built built. He's built Buffalo tough. Um, I would love to get him in the second round. I love him over Chop Robinson, Adisa Isaac. Um, I love him over Dallas Turner. I love him over Braswell. Well, don't love him over Verse, and I don't love him over Latu, but I, I love this guy, bro. Like, for real, for real. Um, next pick, Dwayne Carter, Duke defensive tackle. I, I like I like I like Dwayne Carter. He has some of the uh he's got some of the best highlight film you can you're gonna find at this position, especially in this draft. He uh you know NFL body ready to go very 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 polished um player when he wants to be I, it's just the like the the effort's not always there let's just say that okay. right mm-hmm. the effort's not always there so um you kind of that's kind of I guess that's kind of a knock um, but hey, man, you think that's not. something that that uh Brandon Bean and McDermott would shy away from, or do you look at that as an opportunity? Have they taken guys like that in the past that had that? Yeah, like, like I'm not. I, I, so when I say when I say that, I, I don't mean like there's only so much you can do, right? True. Sure. Playing for Duke, dog. Like Duke is not a powerful football school. It's yeah. it's not so you know at, at some point like you you kind of get tired of going through what you're going through six foot sure. two uh three oh eight arms thirty three inches not you know super long whatever um wingspan you know uh seventy eight five eighths cool uh almost almost eighty uh hands are ten inches so that that's pretty good. His 40 should come in like around 4.9, which is solid for, you know, a three tech. Um, six foot two, I don't love that. But, you know, what is Ed? Six feet, six one? Yeah, you six know, one. Ed's not, Ed's not, Ed's, Ed's not, not the biggest guy. So, um, but I, I do like, I do like Dwayne Carter. Like, he, he's got some pretty good film. Um, he knows how to stack. He knows how to uh, disengage. He knows how to, you know, uh, Take on a double. Like he's a solid, solid prospect. I like uh, Christian Boyd coming from a small school, uh, Northern Iowa. Big kid, big, big, big kid. Um, let me get you his numbers. On and um, I'm getting all of these. I'm all this information I'm getting is coming from uh, NFL Draft Buzz. It's real easy, guys. Just go in. Like, you can look this stuff up, too. NFL Draft Buzz, you can go and check it out. We pull up all of these numbers. When I, like I said, we're not doing nothing special here, man. It's just we just give you the information that we go out and get ourselves. Um, six foot four, three seventeen. He's probably uh gonna 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 play heavier than that. I think he plays um like 325, 320. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be one of those athletic one techs like a Daquan Jones. You know that you get the run stopping capability on top of 
some pass rush pop because he's another very violent uh, football player. He looks like a nice kid. Though. Like we, when you watch yeah. his interviews and stuff, he's always smiling. Um, mm-hmm. he, you can tell he loves football. But man, dude's a demon when you get him uh, on the field. Yeah, hey, little Christian Boyd has a strange Buffalo connection. His really uh, one of the coaches on Northern Iowa is the 1995 NFL Defensive Player of the Year from the Buffalo Bills, Bryce Pop. Do you remember that old name from the 90s? Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm reading it right now. His Yeah, it says that Coach Mark Farley and Coach Bryce Pop, those are old school dudes that had grit and toughness that ultimately shaped me as a player. I was just reading about him a little bit, and I thought that was a pretty cool tie-in that Bryce Pop is one of his coaches. So that, that would be a little interesting little segue if he, if he did come to Buffalo. Yeah, that, yeah, man, like bring him in, bro. Like I, 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 like, I like that. Like definitely bring him in. You know, we gotta we gotta do something with our nutrition. Uh we gotta do something with the nutrition team. Well, I got a pretty bad grade on that, man. I think we got like a, a C or a D or something like that. Like, I don't know. I think they feed these guys uh uh I think they're giving these guys uh Nova pizza freaking yeah, Nova pizza, barbell and 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 hot pockets. I, I don't yeah. know what's going on, man. Like that, that, that. Terry's got to fix that, man. Somebody's got to fix it. Well, let's keep going. Yeah. Um, got it. I mean, we talked about James Williams uh, last week. I'm not going to get back into that. Uh, same thing with Zakari Franklin. Not going to get into that. Mm-hmm. We'll do Kenny Logan next week. Uh, I, Isaiah Davis, I'll get to him. Cedric Gray is a linebacker, North Carolina. North Carolina now has become like, a pretty solid football program. Like they put out guys every year, man. Uh, Sam Howell came from there. Uh, Drake May's coming from there out of there today, this uh, mm-hmm. this year. Um, what's the guy? Uh, wide receiver came out of there. Josh Downs. Uh, Josh Downs, right? Josh Downs, yes. But before yeah. Josh Downs, there was another receiver that came out of there. Cannot uh, James, remember his name. Did Jameson Williams come out of North Carolina? No, he's Alabama. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, gotcha. Didn't Knicks go to North Carolina? Hakeem Knicks? Uh, yes, he did. Yes. I feel like Hakeem Knicks went to North Carolina. Yeah, yes, so North Carolina's yeah. been doing a thing. Like, mm-hmm. I, oh, yeah. yeah. I think half of uh, the Giants' offensive line, at least some of their reserves, came from North Carolina. I think they got Joey Zuda over there. And uh, another guy, I can't remember right right now off the top of my head, but um, Cedric Gray, uh, I, I like Cedric Gray as a potential linebacker selection because mm-hmm. under no circumstances can we call AJ Klein to play at all this upcoming season. I don't want yeah, that let, to happen. Let, let, let him go. The keys of his family. We don't I love AJ, AJ Klein, bro. AJ Klein, thank you for your service to the Bills, but. You can come back as a fan, maybe like Brian Fitzpatrick, shirt off in, the, in January, getting all drunk. I mean, that's perfectly fine, but we don't we don't want to see you in the uniform. Perfect. Absolutely. Cedric Gray, 6'1", 230. Uh, you know, average hand size, 9, nine, and, nine and 2 eighths. Uh, mm-hmm. Arm length, 32 and 4 eighths. Not, not crazy. But the wingspan is 78 and an eighth inch, almost 80 inches. 80 inches is like elite. That's where you want to. That's where you want. It's that mm-hmm. that God, defender defenders wrap the ball. Defenders 
get 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 uh, arm tackles like that, you know, reaching out and things like that. Plus, you keep blockers off of your body when you have those long arms. Um, they say it's forty times a four seven. They say he's gonna run. I think he's gonna run faster than that. He runs faster than that four seven. He's probably a third round pick. At, at the very least, he's a fourth round guy. I like Cedric Gray. Sideline to sideline, the dude can ball. Um, PFF rated him very, very high as far as uh, coverage was concerned. I think he's a very good coverage linebacker, especially in zone. Um, you know, does he? He doesn't. He rarely gets moved by the quarterback's eyes. He, he he's very good, very, very good. Cover running backs, cover tight ends, uh, short tackler. Sideline to sideline speed. He's very quick as well. No wasted movements. The guy is a solid football player. Uh, I took him, what was that, fifth round? Yeah, grabbed yep. him in the fifth round. Yeah, fifth round. Jasheen Davis is um, the next uh, edge guy I took. I don't know what's going on, but this guy is shooting up the, the draft board. Like, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know how this happened, but. He went literally overnight. He went from like a, a late fifth, sixth round guy mm-hmm. to a guy that they're saying is going to end up in the third round. I don't know how uh, this happened. Uh, I definitely didn't sign off on it because I, I need him to be available later in the draft. Yep. It's not looking like he's going he's to be there, but um, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pull him up. We can discuss him a little bit. Poor Davis, not not what I'm looking for. But no, this kid, this kid's um I think he had like 17 sacks or something crazy like that last year. Wow for, for Wake Forest. Yeah, he's he's pretty productive. Um but where is he? Yeah, he had 17. Oh, wait a minute. I'm just reading about him now. There he is. Let me pull him up. Six foot three, 260. Hmm. His 40 is supposed to be a 4'6. I I think he's probably going to run faster than that. Yeah, he's. I I like him a lot as well. Um, Like I said, productive kid. Um, you know, Wake Forest is not like Wake Forest is not like a crazy, uh, like it's not it's not like one of those crazy football programs. But they do they do put out they do put out quality uh, players. So uh, they're like Purdue, Purdue, those mid level teams in the power conferences. You know, maybe they don't do much, but they pump they pump out some solid players. 21 stacks over the last three years. Um, he fits the archetype a bit, six foot two. You you probably want to see him. Um, Buffalo probably wants to see him a six three, six three. So yeah, six three. You know, maybe if he was another inch taller, that'd be perfect. Um, but good good pass rusher. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he comes in. And gives you good snaps day one. I like the kid. Uh, I 
think he's got I think he's gonna run faster than uh four six. I think he's explosive off the line. Uh I think you can move him around. I think you stand him up. I think I, I think he's a, I think he's a good talent. Um so you know, we'll see what happens with uh Jasheen Davis. I don't know why he's shooting up the board. Yeah, they got him as going as a third round pick now. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I I promise you, literally two days ago, I was picking him in the end at the end of the fifth. No problem. Now you, you know it's amazing, little. Wait, wait till next week's show. Oh when, yeah, after, after the combines, test, yeah, yeah, we're gonna see some of these guys really shoot up in, on the draft board. So that's gonna be very interesting to see how that all plays out. All, all he has to do is run a four five. He runs a four five five, four five eight. He's a third. He's guaranteed he's a third round pick. His bad. His pass rush bag is too good. He's too. He's too active. He he one hundred percent is going to go in the third round. Like yep. that's guaranteed. Um. The next guy I want to talk about is the running back out of uh, South Dakota, uh, Isaiah Davis, mm-hmm. South Dakota State. SBSU, it's one of those like, you know, SBSU is not like one of those major major schools, but it's uh, it's one of those um, what what do they call like? Is that like a Division Two or whatever? Is San Diego San Diego State? I thought they were Division One, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I think I think I think. I think they're like division two, but um anyway, so this kid goes into the senior bowl, six feet tall, 220 pounds, hands 10 inches to two ten and two eighths inches. He's not fumbling, folks. Uh and it says 40 times will be around a four or five. Whatever. I, I need I need a power, we need a power back. This is a power back, not named Carson Steele. That uh, you can get on day three. I think I got him in a seven. I don't know if he goes that late. I'm pretty sure he's a fifth or sixth round pick, um, at least. Especially if he runs, if he if he does run that four or five, he's he's probably a fifth round pick. Uh, but he's a power guy, and, I, and and we need a power guy. So, you know that that's that's where I'm at with that mock. Um, I always take Zakari Franklin. Uh, if you don't know already, I've hitched my wagon to Zakari Franklin. I think he's going to be a stud, and mm-hmm. I'm just not coming off of that. I was just, I refuse. But um, my favorite, my favorite selections in this one, this mop, uh, definitely the Braylon Trice, Christian Boyd. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love James Williams as a prospect. Jasheen Davis for sure. Shudder Gray, I think, is going to be a good player. Uh, and, and and uh, you know, I, I like Kenny Logan, man. I think Kenny, I think Kenny Logan's a guy we can steal late. And in two years from now, people are like, where the hell did they find this kid? And why didn't mm-hmm. our scouting department know he was like this? I think he's that type of player. I think him and Jalen Simpson could be, you know, the next iteration of, of elite safeties for the Buffalo wow. Bills. But you know, really speaks listen, to the depth, right, of this draft. Yeah, I think that those guys, I, I think those guys can ball. I really, really do. But what, I'm, I'm going to get into them deep, deep next week. 
But mm-hmm. uh excellent. Yeah, man. That's all I got, man. Uh you got anything? No, I mean we're at the you know, we're at the end of February. Can you believe it's gonna be March next week already? We're gonna be, you know, free agencies getting closer and closer. We're gonna have good great combine material to talk about this weekend. And again, uh just looking at the uh, schedule, right? You said uh, tomorrow and Saturday are really the days that Bills fans should be paying attention to. Well, the next three days, meet. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So not that we won't take an offensive lineman at some point. You never know. I mean, I do believe if it's really late in the draft, if they want to take a flyer in offensive lineman. But I, I don't I, – One, we're going to make a deal somewhere, Whittle, because we keep getting players picked off off our practice squad. So why are we going to – Isaiah Hodges and stuff like We're so deep. Why not use that capital now to go up and get and you know get some players? Like, well, what if we come out of this draft with six players and, and two of them are, are – or two or even three of them are major impact players next year? That, that's an amazing draft for us when you think about even last year where we came out of the draft. Imagine if we have one more player like that. So I, I that, that's what I'm looking forward to coming up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I love the combine. Unfortunately, well, you know what? I'm 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 in the office like yeah. every day now, so it's over with. I'm I'm in the office now. It's no, but I'm in my own office, so I there will you. have the combine up on my phone tomorrow. Right, let's get the uh, let's get your IT door. department on the line. Let's put a little secret TV in there. You can bring up watch some watch some combines. I'm, I'm gonna have it on my phone. I'm gonna have it on there my phone. There you phone. go. I have the NFL Network. I have I have the NFL Plus Premium package. I have the NFL Plus Premium package. There you go. There you go. Excellent. So I, I will definitely definitely be tuning in periodically tomorrow to watch uh to watch the the D lineman run. Um Wait, is it D lineman tomorrow? I think it's linebackers and D line tomorrow. I think. Yes, I believe so. But, yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm paying attention to that because I got to see what these tackles do. I got to see mm-hmm. these uh, these uh, defensive ends. I got to see what they do. I'm, I'm gonna be paying attention to Cedric Gray. I'm gonna be paying attention to um, to the linebacker that I I, I like. Uh, Daniel Masai. Oh, wait, he didn't get invited. Never mind. Never mind. But yeah, Cedric, I'll be paying attention to him. And then there's going to be guys that are just there that, you know, mm-hmm. that weren't on the radar that you'll you'll see and they'll say, oh, wow, his three cone was, you know, six and some change when everybody else is running seven, seven and some change. Wow. Like, let me take a look at this guy and see what he did. So, yeah, you can, you can round out your scouting. Uh, you, can, you can really get a Good grip on your uh, on your scouting on your scouting shortlist for what what you expect the Bills to do uh, starting tomorrow. Um, oh, absolutely. But but with that, man, I think we we're gonna wrap it up. Unless you got anything absolutely. else? No, that's that's really all I had. Just wanted to thank everybody for coming in the chat tonight. Uh, we always appreciate that. And again, like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on. Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'd love for you guys to go out there and just download that for us. That would be awesome. You could take us on the road. If you'd want to see our mugs and you want to listen to some awesome draft uh mock drafts from Whittle and get, get some real good details on players that a lot of people aren't talking about out there. This is the place to be. So we're gonna get more and more into the safeties next week and some other, I'm sure some other positions and topics will come up. 
Yeah, shout out to Cover One, man. I um, tuned in last night. Uh, Anthony, um, and, uh, uh, what was it? What show was it? I think it was Disguise Coverage. They were talking mm-hmm. about uh, some of the draft picks, and I was uh, I brought up a couple of names and. And gave me and gave me a nice little shout out, man. He showed some love. He was like, "Yo, so he said, listen, man, Whittle, Whittle, tuning in. He's like, what's up, man? I haven't seen you in a while. So listen, you can always count on Whittle around this time to give you some under the radar prospects that nobody's right. talking about. Mm-hmm. So That's yeah, right. man, we're 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 working over here for sure, trying to make sure we bring you um, stuff that's not recycled, man. Like. Everybody's talking about the top 10 guys in every position. We're trying to yeah. talk about the guys that don't get the spotlight. So, um, absolutely. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, uh, another one in the books, episode 31. Mm-hmm. Uh, down for the count. Beyond, thank you again, sir. We, thank I enjoy you, doing it. As always, right. my friend. As always. Yes, sir. Uh, Have a great same weekend. time, same bad time, same bad channel next week. You got it. Go Bills. Go Bills. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Have a good week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.